Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. As Live 95 News has been reporting this morning, Irish-American philanthropist Chuck Feeney has passed away at the age of 92. And the founding president of the University of Limerick, Dr Ed Walsh, is on the line this morning to remind us of Chuck Feeney's incredible legacy, particularly in the context of the University of Limerick. Uh, good morning to you. Um, and uh, in uh, a statement, uh, UL and uh, the uh, current uh, president of the University of Limerick, Kirsten May, says uh, that at its simplest, the University of Limerick campus, over 18,000 students and 2,000 staff would not have been possible were it not for Chuck Feeney's generosity, 150 million or so donated to UL over the years. Would you agree with that, Ed? Oh, of course. Uh, the World Bank built the first phase, the European ba- Investment Bank the second phase, and Chuck Feeney the third phase. But he, <laughs> he did it in an extraordinary way. You probably recall that the concert hall was funded. No one knew where the money was coming from. Uh, it was his first major project. He, um, he gave us $12 million to make the concert hall happen, the first purpose-designed concert hall in the country. And uh, there it continued on. I remember his first visit on campus. Um, I was a bit doubtful. I didn't know very much about him, in fact. And um, he had come into Ireland uh, horrified by one of the IRA's atrocities in the north. And he was wondering how he could help. And he felt that creating a a prosperous Ireland and a new generation of educated people would be the way to go. And um, I had the good fortune of getting to know him. And um, there it all started 36 years ago, 1987, just as the University of Limerick was attempting to convince the government that it should move from BNIHE to the University of Limerick. And um, while Chuck uh, Feeney uh, gave generously of money, behind the scenes he was very actively doing other things. And in fact, one might say that the legislation for the University of Limerick might not have gone through without Chuck Feeney's work behind the scenes. And it's important to point out as well, Ed, that you knew the name Chuck Feeney, you knew him. A a small group of people did, but he wanted to remain anonymous. And in fact, it was only a court case that forced the fact that he was such a major donor into the public realm. Isn't that right? Yeah, well, he sold duty-free shoppers uh, um, for several billion and um, that brought his um, existence into light but let me let me explain how he did a very important thing for the university of limerick uh, the cabinet were doubtful because there was a large lobbying from cork and galway that the future of higher education would be a disaster if the university if limerick became a university uh, he brought me out to cornell university uh, which he was endowing generously and at a dinner, I invited the president of Cornell University to come to Limerick. And to my great pleasure, he did. And Chuck Feeney arranged for him to visit uh, just months before 
the question of legislation was going to cabinet. And we signed an agreement. He agreed to sign an agreement. NIH Limerick signed an agreement with one of the great Ivy League universities, Cornell University. And that helped convince Charlie High, he was Taoiseach at the time, and other members of cabinet who were wavering that Limerick, now having signed an agreement with an Ivy League university, should become Ireland's first new university in, in, in the history of the state. So, in fact, Chuck Feeney, behind the scenes, we all know he gave generously right around the world, but he was very active behind the scenes. And very often after a, 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 a visit to the office in Plassey House, he'd uh, indicate, oh, he had other things to do. What he was doing was, in fact, he was slipping north, and he was interacting with the uh, Republican leadership in Sinn Féin, and the unionist leader in the UDF, and giving both funds and influencing uh, the peace process, hugely influencing the peace process, probably acting as an intermediary between London and uh, Dublin and the, um, and the Republican unionists. So he played a key role behind the scenes in making the Good Friday Agreement happen. And I think it's, it's important to realize that uh, some of the things that didn't involve the giving of money uh, were, in fact, of even greater consequence to the peace and prosperity of this and, island. And we're talking to Dr. Ed Walsh, the founding president of UL, about the passing at 92 of Chuck Feeney, who was such a major donor, uh, a philanthropist in the true sense of the world, that Irish-American right around the world, and particularly here in Limerick through the University of Limerick. And his ambition, despite all this money, was to die broke. You know, he couldn't take it with him. And uh, he, I think he pretty much achieved that, didn't he? He did. Uh, he achieved that in 20, about 2017. And uh, he retreated to a two-bedroom apartment uh, in San Francisco. No car. Uh, a 10-euro watch. And uh, lived in a frugal way. Uh, he, he always flew. Uh, he, he flew economy rather than business. And on one occasion, he invited me to, and my wife to go to see a new eco-resort he was developing in Australia after I retired. And off we went and enjoyed inspecting it for a couple of weeks. And he said, Ed, why don't, I, I, I'm doing something in Vietnam. Why don't we fly on from Brisbane to Vietnam? Would you like to come? Uh, so we said, of course. So we met at the airport in Brisbane to fly first of all to Bangkok and uh, to my great embarrassment I had a, uh, Stephanie and I had business class tickets courtesy of Chuck Feeney and he had an economy ticket <laughs> so at the entrance to the plane I, I said look I'm not getting bored on the flight until this gentleman is upgraded to business <laughs> so he was upgraded to business and when we arrived in Bangkok I said well what did you think of that Chuck he said well we arrived at the same time as the economy class passengers he said <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but he said the reading material was a little bit better. <laughs> um, just, just the most remarkable man. I, only last week I was actually in the Castle Troy Park Hotel and I was talking to one of the younger members of the team there and, and I said, oh, you know, there's a great story, of course, about how this place came about uh, involving Ed Walsh and Chuck Feeney. And I thought naively 
that this younger member of the team would not know the story, but indeed he did, and he said, sure, we all have jobs because of it, because that was a field, wasn't it, that you showed Chuck Yeah, Feeney. yeah. In fact, the very first time he visited, he said, well, what are your priorities? I said, well, I have a strange priority. There's a, a, a field outside the entrance to the University of Limerick, and I'm very concerned that some grotty second-grade pub will be built there with a few rooms above it. I'd love to see a hotel and conference centre there. So he didn't say anything. He said, let's look at the field. So I had him looking through blackberry bars at cows inside the field, and he didn't respond. But a few months later, he invited me to breakfast, and he put the plans for the Castle Troy Park Hotel and Conference Centre on the table. And very shortly afterwards, construction started. So this is the way he operated. And, and I presume, uh, despite his desire over the years to remain anonymous, that you're pleased that we're talking about this remarkable man today and paying proper tribute to him. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I've I, I met all sorts of people during the years. I, I'm 80, 83 myself, but... I have encountered no other member of humanity who has done more to make the world a better place, and Ireland in particular a better place. So an extraordinary privilege to to know him and to see the way he operated. Uh, a hero and a, and, and a model for, for, the, for all of us. Uh, was he on the board as well, before I let you go, of the University of Limerick Foundation for a number of years? Well, in fact, he was the founding chairman of it. And... Um, uh, I, I asked him to be chairman of it, and he, he didn't respond. But uh, I, I kept operating in such a way that he found himself chairing the first meeting of the board. And his minders, who wanted his to keep him his presence anonymous, were absolutely furious that I did that. But he he continued on for a number of years, and then we got Lou Glucksman, uh, who was formerly the chairman of Lehman Brothers, one of the great financial forces in the world to uh, become chairman after Chuck. But Chuck said, ah, well, I'll continue as vice chairman. So I had both Chuck Feeney and Lou Glucksman as chair and vice chairman of the foundation. And, of course, with that, we were able to get other people on board, such as Tony Ryan, Ryanair, Loudon Ryan, chairman of the of uh, uh, the governor of the Bank of Ireland, uh, Jeff Reed, who was founding Ballygon, and uh, movers and shakers worldwide. Uh, so his very presence, of course, stimulated others uh, to help the university. And uh, it was a mystical presence. Not only was he doing obvious things, but behind the scenes, quite astonishing things. Well, yes, and uh, the current uh, president, Kirsten May, talked about, I think, only in recent months, uh, having met Chuck Feeney and his wife. Um, and he said, and it's uh, the old proverb, there are no pockets in a shroud when he was asked about why he wanted to give away this uh, billion dollar fortune uh, to so many good causes around the world, including in Ireland and particularly in Limerick. And may he rest in peace. And thank you very much for joining us this morning. The founding president of the University of Limerick, Dr. Ed Walsh, uh, to pay tribute uh, to his friend, the late Chuck Feeney, who's passed away at the age of 92. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nett on Live 95.